Hey guys. Hey, welcome to another episode of Pretty Social Podcast. We're so happy to be back here once again with you all. And yes. uh, one thing that I know a lot of people struggle with, especially me, <laughs> is um, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I I know we're gonna touch on we're gonna talk about social um, anxiety and. Um, before we jump into it, though, I want to, like, make it clear, like, I don't feel like I have a diagnosable social anxiety. Like, I know there are people out there who are absolutely terrified. Like, yeah. it's an actual disorder. They've been diagnosed with it. Mine is definitely not that bad. Mm-hmm. But I, I experience it where I'm just, like, awkward or I'm nervous and I go somewhere and I'm overthinking things that I've said or mm-hmm. or that I even will say. Like, I haven't even done anything yet or said anything yet. And I'm like... Oh my gosh. <laughs> and sometimes I'll even get like the racing heart and stuff yeah. and it's just like all that ties into just like being anxious mm-hmm. in, social in social settings, settings. yes yeah um I think that I don't deal with it that much anymore okay. honestly I think it depends on the setting which is crazy mm-hmm. because you would think you would think that mm-hmm. with social anxiety you would be anxious in social settings but now it truly is the environment and the type of people I'm around. Um, If I'm around people that I don't have anything in common with and I'm nothing like them and Mm -hmm. they're not who I would typically hang out with, then, you know, I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to have the heart racing. But I do feel like at one point in time, I could have been diagnosed. Okay. You felt like it was that bad. I feel like it was that bad. And um, I seen a doctor. I think her name was Dr. Tracy. I can't remember. But she said, um, like, a, a brief definition of social anxiety was, like, you know, the fear of being judged, humiliated, or embarrassed mm-hmm. um, in a social setting. Yeah. And I'm like, I definitely went through a period in my life where... It was so bad. Like, it was extremely bad. Like, I did not leave the house. Yeah. And when I think back on that, I'm like, it's crazy that you went through that with no professional help. Um, When I think about that period in my life, um, I know I was going through postpartum. Mm. Um, I know I was going through social anxiety. When Mm -hmm. I tell you I didn't leave the house, I didn't want to see anybody. I think I told the story before I had a roommate. And she had friends over. And I literally remember being in my room the entire time with the door yeah. closed because mm-hmm. I couldn't face people. And I think part of what triggered that for me was the postpartum one mm-hmm. and the weight gain, too, because I talked about before how everybody noticed it and everybody brought it up. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Like, mm-hmm. nobody was shy to say, like, dang, girl, you've been packing them on. Like, or what's been going on? You gaining weight. You need to slow down. And I'm like... Do y'all not see this newborn baby? Right. <laughs> you know? And so I just had that fear of seeing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that stigma, you know, like I'm sure y'all have heard it like, oh, the high school girl who had a nice body, now she's older and she's big. And mm-hmm. I didn't I just didn't want to be seen as that, that girl. Person. And so I hated the idea of running into anybody I knew. Mm-hmm. I hated the idea of just being out in public. And so when I think about it, it was a crippling fear. Mm-hmm. And I remember one job interview that I went to. <laughs> I think that man thought I was on drugs because I was sweating. I was mm-hmm. shaking. I didn't know how to answer any of his okay. questions. And he was the nicest man. Like, yeah. he was literally talking to me. He was like, oh, I have a daughter your age. She just went off to college and, you know, just trying to have a conversation with me. You know how some interviews, you could tell if they like, just a friendly person or yeah. they just, like, just get to it. He was, like, really trying to have a conversation get to know me. And I was just freaking out. And so when I think back on that period of my life, I'm like, that is insane that mm-hmm. I went through all those things and I experienced that. And it was at least almost the first year of my daughter's life that I yeah. went through all of this yeah. alone. Like the depression. Um, I remember even drinking like a lot mm-hmm. at that time. And then I eventually just quit drinking. But I thank God that he brought me out of it yeah. because it was nobody but God. Because I don't know how many people can come out of something like that. Without professional help. Um, so I, I think that I've made a lot of progress. Sure. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I've made a lot of progress since and then. It doesn't, I mean, yeah, that was a long time ago. But also, like, some people can deal with this for their whole entire life. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, that was, you know, 10 years ago. But... Someone could be living in that for 20, 30 years Absolutely. and they can't find a way out of it or they don't know how to find a way out. They're too afraid to, mm-hmm. you know, even 
take that first step to get therapy or find ways to um, kind of combat that so they just isolate or they just stay yeah. in a very, very small um, group that they trust. Uh, for me, um, like I said, mine isn't was never so bad where I felt like this was like uh, it could have been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Mine was more so of like just I think I feel kind of safe in the social anxiety in a sense because I just stay quiet. So it's kind of like no unless someone is like bringing up something that's um I don't know, makes me feel some type of way or like why are you so quiet? Like what's wrong with you or something like that? Then I might start to like overthink it. But like I I've been able to learn to kind of like take a step back and kind of like just watch and listen and be okay. Like even mm. though like there are parts of me that's like, oh, I really want to say this, but this uh, I'll probably sound stupid. Or I really want <laughs> like like I want to like, break out of my shell and show who Gabby is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I've learned to be quiet and just listen that I don't come off so much like I'm anxious. Um, mm. Where I feel like people would pick up my social anxiety is when I would have to do like talking in front of people whether it be um, at church or um, when I was in school, anything like that, when I would have to do some type of um, public speaking, that's when people would know, like, oh, she's afraid. (laughs) Like, I was so bad. And it took a lot. It took a lot of – and really, I think it was – just putting myself in the position to do it Mm -hmm. to where I got comfortable. And then also I took a – I, I don't remember what the class was. It was some sort of communication speech class um, years ago in my early 20s. And literally, that's all you had to do was, like, <laughs> stand in front of the class and do um, some sort of public speaking. So it was, like, I, at that time. And then I was also um, at my previous church where I did a lot of speaking. So I was, like, almost, like, throwing myself in head first mm-hmm. to be, like, Okay, you're just going to get over this. Mm -hmm. But it was hard because I would be up there sweating. Like, I would have, like, clammy hands. I would be trembling. Like, sometimes I couldn't even hold. Like, I would need a podium because Mm -hmm. if you see me hold my paper, I'd be like, you could see, like, me physically shaking. And I didn't want people to see that, so I'd have to have have a podium so I can go like this and, like, hold my hands down. (laughs) A lot of times I'd get on the podium, I'd be like this with my hands, like, Mm white-knuckling myself. Um, And then the really shaky voice. Mm -hmm. One time. And I don't know whoever was at service that morning. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember. But, you know, I'm not getting to this. But sometimes you remember that one thing you've done or said. Oh, my And then God. you never let yourself live it down. <laughs> never. Um, believe me, I've had many stories like that. But there was this one time at church. Um, I got up um, in the pulpit. And I don't remember exactly what I was doing up there. But I was talking to the congregation. And out of nowhere... Like, literally out of nowhere, it hit me. It hit me. Like, the anxiety Mm. hit me like a ton of bricks to the point that I was up there crying. You had, like, an anxiety attack. Yes, it was an anxiety attack. And I don't know where it came from because I had been up in... At that point, I had been up in the pulpit and, you know, talking in front of people and whatnot for quite a while at that Mm -hmm. point. But it hit me out of nowhere. And I was crying, but I was trying to also hold it in but I played it off I was like oh praise Jesus you are so good <laughs> you know you had to act like the Holy Spirit that took over you and really it's a social anxiety and 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 like, yes, <laughs> yes Lord. exactly like come on sister Gabby like, you got oh, it Lord God thank you thank you Lord <laughs> and I just kept on talking because I'm like at least if people see me crying they're gonna think the Holy Spirit has taken over me and then I'm just, just feeling his presence right now but really I'm like Jesus I really just need your help because I feel like I'm gonna like freak out um but I mean those are kind of like far and few because I don't do too much talking in front of people um like that at least not now um but like in just regular social settings I definitely know that I'm still more quieter than I would like to be um especially like I'm always like I'm so happy when Nikki's at a event with us with with me because I'm like even though we talk about you know being kind of like socially awkward at times or whatnot like Nikki will just like jump in and start talking and talking and talking and I'm like yes and then I beat myself up after like shut up motor mouth did you even give Gabby a chance to talk I don't care I don't want a chance I'm just like yes uh uh-huh uh-huh I'll say like like three words and then I'm like yes 
<laughs> and I feel great. But I also definitely want to get into a position where I can be like that. And I think for me, I have this preconceived notion that people are going to be like, she's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to, like you were saying earlier, like judge you. Um, or I <laughs> just... Just things that aren't even people don't think about, but mm-hmm. I beat myself over. Like, I told you we were at a birthday dinner and how you guys were introducing me to the person. And I was like, hi. And I was like, oh, my God, why would you? Why? Why would you do that? Like, just say hi like a normal person. Why would you have to go like this? Like, that's creepy. It's like, okay, wait, before we go on. Okay, I need you to role play with me. Okay. So, this happened at church just this past Sunday. Um, I went and visited Nikki's church and... Someone, this is my first time ever being there. Someone walks up to me and they're like, Hey, good morning. God bless you. So, this is why I want you to do this. I want you to put your hand up. This is how they talked. And mm-hmm. they, they were walking towards me like this the entire time. Okay. Hey, so, in my mind, I'm like, he's, he's walking towards me. I don't know what he's doing because he's going like this. There's no momentum. There's no this. I don't know if you want a high five or a handshake. So, <laughs> I'm like, I need him to do something by the time he gets you. He does it. Now he's about this close to me still like this. And I'm like, I don't want to be like this. Ooh. So then I was like, okay, I went for a handshake. But then we went like this. <laughs> and then he looked at me. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Now he probably thinks I'm one of those those weird white people that try to act urban. <laughs> you know, you ever get around a white person that's like, hey, what's up? What's good? Oh, yes. And then you're like, you don't even talk like that. Why are you he talking like, like Why that? did you just do that's that? That's insult white people, by the way. Stop doing that. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Just be normal. But that wasn't normal. He's probably like, oh, yeah, she wanted them. I was just going for a high five, and she just made it weird. <laughs> right. But I feel like in situations like that, he's the weird one. Because I'm like, what, what are you doing? I don't know. Like, well, like, I feel like if you're going to do a high five, you're going to be like, hey, not, I'm like, do you want me to touch you? But also, <laughs> that is weird. Why are you high-fiving me? You've never seen me in my right? life. Right, that's why I went for a handshake, but the handshake yeah. turned into something else, and I'm like, okay, well, it happened. See, I feel like he's the weird one in that situation, and it's like, I, I have those situations, too, uh-huh. where it's like the awkward thing that just replays in your head. I've let go of a lot of that, uh-huh. but the, the point that you made about me being the more talkative one, and I'm getting past this, but uh-huh. I... One awkward thing that I've always done is I try to feel the spaces to oh, stop yeah, the yeah. awkwardness. Mm-hmm. I feel a personal responsibility to make things not awkward. Okay. Because I don't know how to handle awkward silences. Mm-hmm. And I always, no matter what, in a group setting, sometimes I feel like I have to be the one to find a topic for us to talk about or right. say something. Give a you don't want to be quiet. I don't want to be quiet because <laughs> yeah. for some reason I feel the responsibility will fall on me that it's awkward. Mm. But I have learned since then that that's not your job. Yeah. And I've learned that it's being forced now. You you know what I mean? You're forcing the conversation. You're trying to force a vibe mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel authentic. So it's like now I'm just like, just let it be. Somebody yeah. will bring something up when something comes to mind. And yeah. I, and I noticed that it's very rare that adult people will just sit there and be weird and awkward. You know what right. I mean? Like somebody's going to bring something up yeah. and it just flows more naturally and more organically. But I think that's a part of it still now mm-hmm. is like I'm just used to just talking mm-hmm. and I but I beat myself up afterwards and I'm like you talk so much <laughs> like can you let somebody else talk um but I think that one thing that's helped me a lot is I realize that not everyone is walking around just confident and comfortable in their skin. for sure right that's helped me a lot yeah. I would even just say at least 50 percent it's probably mm-hmm. more than that but at least 50 percent of people have insecurities, mm-hmm. have social anxiety, oh, um, are self-conscious about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at least 50%, and then maybe there's 50% of people that are walking around super confident, super, you know, comfortable in their own skin, super uh, so, um, conscious about the way they speak and everything, and they feel great. But once I realized, like, we all out here fumbling around, don't know what to say, we mm-hmm. all... Most of us are coming into a conversation wanting to get to know somebody, wanting to get along, wanting it to be genuine, and we may say something weird sometimes. So I notice that when I see it from other people, (coughs) excuse me, I show grace, you know what I mean? I'm like, it's fine. And then I'm like, 
I don't feel so bad when I do it now. Yeah, and I it's the crazy <laughs> thing is like when other people are um awkward in social encounters, um I literally don't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like, ooh, they're weird or I mean unless <laughs> you're really purposefully being creepy weird, then there's a big difference. Some people are just like creepy weird and it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm, like anxiety. Mm-hmm. You're just, yeah. this just like <laughs> this is a character flaw like we need to fix this um but um when people are like that i'm kind of it's almost kind of like not the only one because um really i mean you said like maybe and we're just hypothetically saying like 50 percent, but really i feel like it's so many so much more that feel like that and it may not be like a social anxiety thing it may be something else maybe they have um some, they, maybe they feel some type of way about their looks or maybe they feel self-conscious about other things that we don't know and it may not be like just interacting with mm-hmm. people but it may be like oh I wonder if someone you know notices this or mm-hmm. um, you know whatever it is like I feel like we all deal with something and you do get those people who are confident but I think even in that it takes a lot of work to yeah. get there because like you had said your way in a better place than you were, you know, years ago. And, you know, although I'm not where I desire to be, I'm definitely better (laughs) than what I was. And what I've also realized is um, we're all people. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to that's one thing I had to tell myself. When Mm -hmm. I get ready to go somewhere and I start to feel nervous, because usually, like, when I'm getting ready to go somewhere, like an event, um, and it's not like it's all close friends and stuff. It's like going to be a lot of strangers or people that you're just not really um, very close to. Mm-hmm. Like I can start to feel it kind of bubble up a little bit, like mm-hmm. nerves and like, oh God, like this is how this is going to be. Like excitement, but also nerves. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down. And then when I get there and walk into the place again, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> don't let everyone stare at you. And one thing about me, which is really kind of, I don't know what it is. But anytime someone's looking at me, even if it's just like they just look at you, like, I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like is there something on my face? Like, yeah. there's something on me? Like, automatically my brain reverts to, like, there has to be a reason, and the reason is negative. <laughs> there's something wrong with me. Yes. I got spinach in my teeth or something. Yes, but then when I, I've been able to notice that, that's an issue. Yeah. So what I've done, or what I've at least tried to do is... Um, you know, tell myself, I'm just going to a place where it's people. Like, it's just mm-hmm. people. And <laughs> even if, worst case scenario, something embarrassing does happen. Worst case scenario, maybe you do say something that's weird or someone might take something. Like, that's worst case scenario. You get over it and it's done. Like, mm-hmm. truly, I mean, I guess things, some things can go, like, in a really bad position, but, like, how often does that happen? Yeah. In a just regular social setting where you're hanging yeah. out with people. And and typically, you're the only one that's still thinking for about sure. it. They, oh, I sure. promise you, most of the time, they forgot. You know, they're not sitting there harping on the one weird thing. And I think intentions, for me, helps mm-hmm. me out a lot because mm-hmm. I know my intentions. Yeah. Um, if you were to invite me to go to lunch with your coworkers. Mm-hmm. I think I would feel a little bit like, oh, my God, I don't know these people, Mm -hmm. but it should be fine because I know my intentions. I know I'm nice. Yeah. I know I'm friendly. I know I don't hate women. I know Mm -hmm. I'm not a person who's competitive. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not racist. So I don't have to worry about am I going to get there and stare Mm -hmm. at people weird or judge people. I'm not going to do that at all. I'm going to be friendly. I'm not going to ask invasive questions that make people uncomfortable. You know, I'm just going to have conversation. And I know that because I know myself and Mm -hmm. I know my intent of going is to have a good time and have some good food. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about it as much. And then I think if other people do something weird, that's on them. Like we just went out um, to, we just took our pictures and we got, when they got food, When we left the restaurant, because it was glass windows Mm -hmm. and doors, this lady was staring at us so hard. But I think she was staring at me more so because we made eye contact. And I know that we had like heels on. I mean, we was was dressed up up. for where we were at. So we were at a sports (laughs) bar. We were. They were literally (laughs) yelling at the game and we all makeup, hair, everything. So when we walked through there, did you see everybody literally staring at us? Yeah, because they're probably like, what the heck? Do they realize where they're coming? Like, this is not no fancy restaurant. This is a sports bar. (laughs) But I felt good because a bridal party came in right after us Mm -hmm. and they were 
all dressed to the nines yeah. and everybody did the same thing. They broke their necks, but yeah. I was like, whatever, I don't care. But what was weird was when we was leaving and this lady was making eye contact with me, staring at me. Wow. And I'm like, you have to turn away. When mm-hmm. when the person catches you staring, you're supposed to turn away. <laughs> you're supposed to, but I've been caught doing that a few times too. So you stare at people and <laughs> you and you're staring at people. <laughs> You don't turn away when they no, look at you? I won't say all the time. There have been times where I'll turn away. Mm-hmm. But, like, then sometimes I think to myself, is that even more weird? Like, you catch me looking at you, and then I'm like, like, that's weird. No, I think it's weird if you keep staring. Because really? I think that. I, what, if you, what if she went like this? Like, what if it, what if it was broken up by, or, or a smile or something like I, I still would have thought she was low-key weird because that's weird. You don't even know me. I definitely. I, <laughs> now, one thing I will do is if you catch me staring at you, um, I'm probably going to give you, like, a little smile. That, okay, I get Yeah, like, I'm trying to break the weirdness. I'm not going to turn yeah. away like, I, like you just didn't see me staring at mm-hmm. you. And then I'm also not going to just be like this. As you're looking That's how at she me. was. Oh, until, no, so I weird. stared at her for a while back because I'm like, what the heck? And then she slowly turned away. But she was almost looking at me in judgment. Oh. It felt, if I had to guess, it felt like she was looking at me like, what the heck are they all dressed up like that for? Mm-hmm. If I had to guess I what like, her aura was don't giving. Don't be a hater. Don't, don't be a hater. Don't be jealous. Right. Don't be mad because you're not doing enough. No, I'm just like. Because <laughs> listen, I will show up and I was telling you as we were walking in there that back in the day, I used to get dressed like this for Applebee's. <laughs> and we was dang, basically I was, was at Applebee's. Uh, yes, it was basically like Applebee's. I used to get dressed to go to Applebee's. So I'm like, I, I, listen, I will overdress any day before yeah. I underdress. So I don't care. You can stare at me. And isn't admire it crazy it. though how... <laughs> bold we were though back yeah, then we were sure. bold for and it's sure. like now we older and we feel so self-conscious like i was like that too i yeah. got all dolled up to go to restaurants i was i remember dead of winter skin tight <sighs> clothes on and high heel shoes craziness crazy the liquor or something i don't it know had what it been, was for sure but yeah <laughs> it's just like you know we get so kind of like why is it that way when we get older we seem to care more I, I don't know. I think because when you're young, you're typically carefree in the sense that you're just in your youth. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's like when you're in your youth, you're more kiddish, yeah. you know. And, and, we, and you're around a bunch of kids. Yeah, and it's and you're not necessarily thinking, and I'm not, I'm not speaking for everyone, but you're not necessarily thinking about like, what are all these adults doing? And what are these all? Because the other kids, they're probably going to be doing something very similar to you. So yeah. you feel comfortable. You're in your atmosphere. Yeah, that's and when true. you become an adult and you're almost expected to fit into this like little box, you know, so when you're going to a sports bar, you know, if some, if you were, if we didn't do our pictures and you hit me up like, hey, let's go to a sports bar. Um, I would probably show up in jeans and a hoodie right. or something. Like that's just in my mind. I'm like, okay, this is where we're going. This is how I'm going to show up and be very comfortable. Um, but that's the expectations. So right. when you break out of the expectations and now you're dressed up, you know you're going to get attention. Mm-hmm. And then I think different people, not even think, I know, different people respond to attention differently. So there are people who they actually do stuff to get the attention. Mm. So you might have the person who's getting dressed up like this or even more when they go to places where it's not expected because they know they're going to get the attention. And for whatever reason, that's what they want and that's Mm. what they like. Um, Me, on the other hand, I'm like, let me shrink in the back as much as I can. I don't want the attention. Attention, which... It depends on the situation. Like, mm-hmm. if I was in a relationship with a man, obviously I want your attention, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> but, like, being in a social setting, I am okay with kind of, like, being the, the wallflower. And I don't want to say I'm okay because I want to grow out of that, but I shrink myself down, and I know I do that. Mm-hmm. So when I have that attention, it's like, this is weird. Uncomfortable. This is very and that, It is weird. And I, I have another question, mm-hmm. I guess, like, because I feel like me and you may be the same in this situation. It could just be me. Let me know. Um, we like to be a little bit extra sometimes. For sure. But, oh, I really like But it's extra. weird because it's like, how do you like to be extra, but you don't like attention? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I and I seen a post one time that yeah. said, me, I don't like attention. Also me. And it was a picture. Of, uh, it was an article about Mariah Carey. It was like, Mariah Carey throws Mariah Carey themed birthday party where everybody dresses as Mariah Carey <laughs> from different oh eras. Gosh. And I was like, yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't know what that is. 
Um, yeah. I think for me, when I want to be extra, so one thing I'm usually extra on is my birthday. I love it. Mm. I love when my birthday comes. I love going dress shopping. It's almost here. It is yes, and I just love like I just love the whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just get excited about it. But when I'm preparing for that or anything that's I'm going to be extra at, um, in my mind I'm I'm never ever thinking. I wonder what people are going to think about this. Like, yeah. I wonder what people are going to think about my dress. I wonder what people are going to think about the jewelry, the what, whatever, however I'm portraying myself in an extra manner. Mm-hmm. It, like, I just don't, I don't think about that at all. I, it's about me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. about, like... How you feel. It's, yes. Like, and so when I get all these dresses or when I'm getting the jewelry or when I'm, whatever I'm doing, I'm, like, I'm getting excited. Yeah. And it's what I want to do because I want to do it. Not Same. because I care about, like what so-and-so is going to think yeah, about it. I agree. I think that, too. I Honestly, now that you said that, I don't think I've ever, like, shopped for an outfit or picked a hairstyle or anything based off how people are going to react or what no. are people going to think. It's always... What, how am I going to feel the prettiest? Mm-hmm. How am I going to feel the most beautiful? Because you want to feel most confident. Comfortable? Yeah, and confident. And you just want to, it's not something we get to do every day. You know, we don't get to get all dolled up. And maybe some people, I, I know some people just seriously don't care about that at all. But yeah. I do. I do. You know, I and it. I would, I like, I would like to be able to do it a little bit more yeah. often. Even when we just did our pictures, yeah. I was like. Oh, we have nowhere to go. I was like, yes. I cannot. I'm so happy our birthdays are coming up because we'll right. have a reason to do that again. Mm-hmm. But it's just because it feels great. It's yeah. literally not, you know, I hope people can see me or what are people going to think yeah. or I don't care. I don't care. You know, I care less. So, yeah. Unless I run into my husband and I want to look very nice. That's <laughs> also a social. I don't know if one, it. Well, yeah, it would be in a sense a social anxiety type example because it's anxiety in a social setting. But like sometimes I think to myself like most of the time when I go out, like 90% of the time when I go out of the house for running errands or anything mm-hmm. that doesn't like include like work. Um I'm getting myself not dressed up, but presentable. So in my mind presentable is like I'll probably put on some jeans, a simple shirt, sweater, like whatever the season is. Um, and I, I look like I've done something with myself. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll throw on some sweats, like, I'm just running down to the store real quick mm-hmm. or things like that. And it's always in those moments when I'm wearing just, like, sweats that I'm like, I'm going to run into my husband. And he's not going <laughs> to even approach me because I look like a bum. <laughs> and then I start to get anxiety. Or not even with, like, a potential husband or boyfriend, but, um, like, even people so I ran into someone, and I and I really, I looked normal, mm-hmm. but because I didn't put clothes on, like I literally threw my hair back in a low ponytail, had no makeup on, and I had on like some leggings and a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was like pajamas or anything. I wouldn't right. go out that, but I ran into someone who I who I knew, and I was just like, I mean, it was cool exchange. It was not weird or anything. We talked, uh, catch caught up a little bit. But after, I was just kept thinking to myself, like, why didn't you put on some makeup? Why didn't you put on jeans? Like, you got people you haven't seen in years, and they looking at you like... And I'm like, but she probably wasn't. I look like a normal person. Like, she probably was not thinking about that at all. But I was thinking about, like, I was not presentable. Yeah. What is that, too, though? That thing about seeing people that you haven't seen in so long? I think because you want to... Especially people you haven't seen in so long. Mm -hmm. You want to... Not look, look like you fell off. Yeah, you want to look like you got something going on with yourself. Yeah. You don't want to look like, yeah, like Because you, you know they're going to go home and call whoever, like, guess who I ran into? Remember such and such yeah. from Garfield from right. North? She was looking crazy. You know right. they don't do that. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, I don't want someone to. And, and, and the crazy thing is I don't ever put myself in a position to go out mm-hmm. where I feel like someone would. And if you did, I feel like you're really stretching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever, like, go out in, like, ripped up or stained clothes or pajamas or mm-hmm. anything where I felt like I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely unacceptable. Right. But still, it's just a, a – it's a for me at least, it almost ties into pride a bit. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have pride in a good right. way of, like, how I present myself yeah. and how others see me. And it's like if <laughs> if I'm looking – like a bum every time you see me, uh, then in my mind, I'm be like, oh, they just they just think I'm a bum every time I run into yeah. them. I'm running around like I'm just got out of a workout class. Like, yeah. I'm going to start 
put water on my face. Like I just <laughs> got done working out, so you know just why. Just have I'm a spray bottle on. Yeah, so you can actually think I just got done working out and I'm just walking around and workout. Yeah, <laughs> and if you look good, you feel good yeah, too. You know, for so sure. that also plays into it as well. But yeah. yeah, I definitely think that like the realization of everybody just wanting to have a good time. Like mm-hmm. I think about one example of social anxiety. Oh my god, it's so embarrassing when I think back. It's mm-hmm. so cringy. Um, so my cousin Savon and his wife mm-hmm. invited Darshan and I to go to dinner with his coworkers. Mm-hmm. And I, mind you, put a pin in that. I was just coming out of my social anxiety, probably been married for a year. Mm-hmm. And my husband legitimately knows everybody in Akron. Mm-hmm. There's not a place that we go where he doesn't see. I think we went to California and he ran into somebody before. <laughs> like it is the weirdest thing because he just know everybody. Uh-huh. And so it kind of forced me out of it and his family is always doing something so when um i did come around him and his family were very close they always doing something going to events always doing something and so it forced me to get comfortable one <laughs> i'll be bouncing around i'm sorry i got you i'm okay. gonna come back to that okay. story but uh, so an example they came over like oh we gonna come get you come over hang out have dinner with us i was like okay bet I should have known. These people never just do one thing. They mm-hmm. always have to do lots of things. Uh-huh. So they was like, we're just going to stop at Target. I had on pajama pants. I think I had a scarf on and an oversized t-shirt. Yeah, I would have been in the car. I would have stayed, <sighs> stayed in the car. I would have stayed in the car. We went sure. to Target. We run into a pastor that they know. And this is how I'm introduced as Darshan's girl. Like, with the pajama. I was like, ugh. I, I mean, would never let myself live that uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Luckily, I ended up getting to know that pastor well, and he seen me more frequently, yeah. not looking like that. But I was so trembling. Um, so anyway, being with my husband, I think that helped me a lot because he literally forced me into situations where yeah. I had to get comfortable speaking to people. And he not only do he know everybody, but he's the type of person that's gonna stop you. He gonna be like, hey, oh, it's not even up? like oh, I see so and so. Let's just keep going. <laughs> when I see people, I'm hiding. <laughs> When he sees people, he's going out of his way to stop them. Another quick little story if in a story. <laughs> we was at the store one day, and we both know a girl who went to my high school for a period of time and went to high school with him for a period mm-hmm. of time. And we both had a relationship with this girl. This was in that time where I was very awkward and weird and socially anxious. I seen her. I peeped her before he did, and I started speed walking. Mm-hmm. Um, he seen her and called her name. <laughs> and she came over, and then she was like, is that Nicolette? Girl, I know you ain't going to walk away like you don't see me. I was like, oh. Oh, my God. So what so is awkward. that for you? Like, because I do the same thing. <laughs> so I'm always curious, cause, but I wouldn't be like that with every person. Because if mm-hmm. I seen you at Target and ran up, like, you know, that, that thing, like, Ariana, what are you doing here? That, <laughs> right. that, that would you. Like, I would be calling you out, like, Maggie. Right. Maggie, is that oh, you? Yeah, you know, like, too. so certain people, I would. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, the majority of people, I would not. Like, I'm going to keep walking. Yeah. Unless I am forced in a position where either you approach me mm-hmm. or we run into each other, literally. And yes, there's no, like, same. there's I'm no bypassing. You yeah, I'm not flying. I'm just not. Yeah. Like, if we can, if we are walking and we connect eyes, okay. That's, that's a, a, a leeway. Yeah. But I'm not going to be running after you like, hey, hey, hey. Like, no, absolutely not. No. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the uncomfortability of you don't, you know, you're not that familiar with them. And mm-hmm. then... You don't know what it's going to turn into because I've had people hold me hostage trying to have conversation and I'm just like, okay, all right, good seeing you, bye. So it's awkward. Like I just, I just, and my husband yelled at me because I was just at the store and I seen one of my cousins (laughs) who I don't talk to him often, but we did grow up together and we follow each other on social media. But I told him I seen my cousin coming out of the store, getting into the grocery, getting his groceries and getting in the car with his girlfriend and kids. And I told my husband, like, I stayed in the car and waited for him to finish. And then <laughs> and he left. And he literally got mad at me. It was like, that is not Christ-like. He was like, you have Dang, to be more. he brought Jesus he into He brought Jesus into it, girl. He loved bringing Jesus into it. I was like, dang. He loved being like, oh, what would Sarah have done? What would, you know, he, yeah. he, he a deacon at heart. Right. But he, be like, he was like, that's not, you know, as a Christian, we have to be hospitable. We have to be. That's and he did true. make me feel that's like true. you have to be, like, not so awkward. So I'm going to work on it. Oh, I got a lot to work on. <laughs> I got a lot to work on. And really, for me, I feel like it's just doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, 
I feel like I just have to either one put myself, which is weird when I say I was gonna say put myself in the position of being, I guess, socially awkward or being mm-hmm. in that sit, but I go places a lot. Like mm-hmm. I'm not so terrified where I just sit in the house mm-hmm. all the time because I don't want to see people. Mm-hmm. I definitely go places, mm-hmm. um, but my thing is like I want to just be like just say hi. Or, like, there's sometimes where I'll walk past someone in the store and I'm like, that is such a cute dress or that's such a cute bag. And just be like, that's such a cute dress. Instead yeah. of just, like, admiring it and walking away. Like, I think if I start doing little things like that, yeah. I start to, I would, I at least feel like I would start to be, like, a little bit more confident yeah. in approaching strangers. Because that's one thing I'm not confident in mm-hmm. is approaching strangers. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm in a conversation and someone I meet and you start the conversation, I will talk all day with you if you're starting the conversation and we get on a good topic and it's something that I'm comfortable talking about and things like that, we could talk back and forth. Mm -hmm. But if you want me to start a conversation with a stranger, I don't know why. Yeah, that is... Because it's very possible for me to do so. I just choose not to do it because I'm, I'm so afraid. I'm trying to figure out how people even do that. Like, how did y'all get so bold and so, like, confident? I love it, though. I yeah. love when I, I see people me. do that. Because I'm overthinking, like, yep. well, I don't want to hold them up or what if they're leaving and now I stop them. Like, it's so many thoughts. Yeah. So, but I have... I, I wouldn't say I've, I've gone that far to start conversations, but I have started doing, like, compliments. Yeah. If I see a purse I really like or mm-hmm. if I see somebody's hair that I really like. Plus, I talked about, like, the feeling that I get sometimes with other black girls where it's, like, this thing where we don't really speak to each other, acknowledge mm-hmm. each other, so now I go out of my way to do to things do like that. So I've grown a lot. So I don't want to leave y'all hanging on the story I was just about to tell. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay because I went, like, three stories. <laughs> I'll be bouncing all over the place. I'm trying to work on that too, y'all. But so I went to dinner with my cousin Savon, his wife, and his coworkers. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I was not ready for that, mm-hmm. I was so anxious. I'm talking about self-grooming. I even feel like my cousin looked at me like, what's up with you for a, a second? He Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but I felt like he did. I'm constantly pulling on my jacket. I'm fixing my hair. You just have hair, all the symptoms fidgeting. of being nervous. Oh my God. It was so uncomfortable. And I think that yeah, I, I I don't know, and they they were all white. You know what I'm saying? So oh, that was a that's, that could oh, be hard. Too. Yeah, that's kind of nerve wracking for me sometimes too, or at least used to be. <laughs> and you know that was just so uncomfortable. Now fast forward to his past birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we went. How many yeah. people were there? Would a you lot. say like thirty or more? At least I would say at least thirty. At it least was 30, a huge 35 table. People. We had a whole room. Now yeah. fast forward, some of those same coworkers were there, and I felt more so. That I wished I could have talked to more people because okay. the way the tables were set up, we could only really talk yeah, to who we sat talk to with. Everyone all the way down there. Yeah, but I I know how much he loves his friends and family, so yeah. I really was hoping for an opportunity to talk to some of them and get to know some of them. But yeah. I felt like we couldn't do that because of the way that the setting was. Yeah. So that's a a huge change going from like literally freaking out in my chair to now like oh man I wish I would have got a chance to talk to those people. So I yeah. know that I'm making strides. Right. That's funny that you say that, which is extremely normal. But when you said like going in there and it's just a bunch, it was just a bunch of white people, mm-hmm. and how that makes you nervous. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would be kind of nervous with, with a bunch of white people. Really, I feel like I asked you that before though, yeah. because I, you've been around predominantly black groups, friends, like groups, with churches, school and church and everything, and and you don't seem weird like it does it ever like honestly feel does it feel weird to you to be the only white person in the room it only feels weird two situations when i first walk in because mm-hmm. i'm the eyeball out mm-hmm. <laughs> so obviously like if you're looking in a room full of people I'm like oh there's one white person mm-hmm. like have you ever gone into a room and kind of how many like let's say for you like how many black people are in the room like oh, yeah, like for me yeah. it's like oh okay there's that one white person there okay <laughs> and, uh, that's the one weird part because mm-hmm. it's kind of like is anyone thinking like i'm out of place like mm. what are you doing here and then um and this only happened a couple times but when someone starts to make white people remarks in front of you mm. and that I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I don't know. Do you want me to chime in? Mm. Do you want to see if you're going to get a reaction from me? Do you, <laughs> I, and I just usually said they're quiet. Like, do you remember when we was at the, dinner one time and somebody was like, um, they was telling a story and it was like, 
and and Gabby, it was a white girl. And I was like, <laughs> really? I'm like, why did you just single Gabby out? Did she telling the story about the, she like, so the white girl, Gabby, the, I was you a know, white girl. You probably knew her. <laughs> was that your cousin? <laughs> I was like, okay. That was interesting. But see, even that's not... There was only, like, <coughs> two situations that I can recall where someone started to kind of, like, go off about white people. And it was a very small, like, group of yeah. us. Like, I'm talking about, like, five or so of us. And, like, I'm the only white person. And then this person starts going off about white people. And I'm just like, I'm not about to say nothing because I'm not going to get into this conversation unless mm-hmm. you actually are addressing me about something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to. But... That's the only time that that ever feels, like, weird. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that's uncomfortable. And I think that, if I'm honest, I think a lot of black people are so used to talking about white people. Mm-hmm. And it's not even necessarily in a meaning-to-be-harmful mm-hmm. way um, where they just talking about what's wrong with white people or anything. Mm-hmm. But they're so used to being like, you know white people don't season their food. Or mm-hmm. you know white people and don't. And see, even that stuff is not. Don't bother no, you. No, because I think it's funny. Cause, it uh, cringes it me when you around and I'll be like, dang, or, or Sarah, you know, and I'm like, hello, like, dang, y'all. Yeah. Cause I would, I just think about like, if it was the other way around and I was the only black person in the room yeah. and they was like, you know how black people is. They always put in too much season. On their, I would be like, right. You know, so I, I get so uncomfortable. I, I think cause it's just a common thing that you hear people say, like mm-hmm. in, in those types of situations mm-hmm. where I feel like that's really lighthearted yeah. and it can be very true. Mm-hmm. You know, there is, <laughs> there is some truth behind some of that stuff. So it's like, and then too, like, I don't feel like I'm being personally attacked because I season my food. So I don't mm-hmm. care if you say white people don't season. Cause I, and I you do, you mine. be like, I season my food. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Like mm-hmm. th- that stuff doesn't like bother me it would be more so if it was like almost like attacking and mm-hmm. it's still even then i don't say anything because mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not going to be provoked mm-hmm. um and i don't mind having conversations but i'm not going to like do a tit for tat at all mm-hmm. that's the only time but that's only happened a couple times yeah and like outside of that like i don't feel weird at all um yeah i i understand that um i had one situation that made me feel uncomfortable not too long ago mm. um i think it was earlier in the summer i was we was taking the kids shoe shopping mm-hmm. and the clerk was being so loud and i really think it was intended for me um it was two cashiers up front and the other one looked like why are you making me a part of this but she was talking about braids and okay. she was like yeah Black girls trying to say white girls can't wear braids. I can wear braids if I want to wear braids. They don't own braids. And she was so loud. And I was like standing. I think I was waiting for Darshan or something to check out. So I was close enough. Yeah, right. And she just kept saying it. And the other girl was just kind of like, right. (laughs) Like she felt a little awkward. And she said it again. Like she wanted me to hear her. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> did you? Yeah. See, I would have straight up ignored her. Like I, at first, I did, but the fact that it felt like she was trying like she to pull wanted me to in, get, okay. And she was like, "Yeah, people try to," and I wasn't gonna give her what she wanted yeah. and be like, "Yeah, you shouldn't be wearing braids." I was like, "Girl, you can wear your hair however you want. We don't care. Mm-hmm. We don't care. I, I'll mm-hmm. tell you right now, we don't care what you do with your hair. Mm-hmm. If you want to wear braids, go ahead. We don't care." And she was like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm just like, because we don't. Felt, she probably felt so stupid. She I think she felt, felt stupid because so I think that she, she probably was, really wanted you to be like, no, you cannot, da 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 da, and like start something. And I legitimately don't care if yeah. she would have had knotless box braids in that yeah. moment. I would have been like, that looked crazy. Right. I mean, I don't. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy to me that she just selected a black girl to say these things to. So, so I'm like, sometimes. I feel like something may need to be said, but you have yeah. to kind of choose you your battles. You have to choose your battles. So, yeah, I think, but I do think that it is very uncomfortable for me to be the only black person in the room. Yeah. But recently, I've decided to stop being so, ooh, I gotta be careful with this. Okay. Pessimistic or like negative. Mm-hmm. Because I get really anxious sometimes when I'm around a, a lot of white people, especially okay. if I'm in an area where it's predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went out to Hudson, I think, to get fireworks mm-hmm. this summer. And 
Anytime I see a bunch of American flags, I already yeah. get uncomfortable. You don't know how them people are going to yeah. be. Yeah, and so they, of course, they got the American fireworks. There's flags mm-hmm. everywhere. And I'm, I'm literally, like, looking and waiting to be mistreated. And the first thing, there's this guy. He comes out. He helps the white family next to us with parking, shows them how to park and everything like that. And we're getting getting ready to park. I'm thinking he's going to just ignore us. So I'm like, that's going to be the first sign. You're helping people park, but you don't help us. He came over. He was super friendly. He helped us. Mm-hmm. We go into the store. Everybody is so friendly, so mm-hmm. kind, so chill. They're not being weird at all. And I left there with a new perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you cannot <laughs> assume that yeah. all white people want you the heck out of here, you know? And I was like, I'm going to try and stop feeling that way until they give me a reason to feel that way or think that way. And even if there's one or two in that setting, that doesn't mean everybody in here feels that way. And uh, shout out to my cousin Sarah. She actually said, like, we was talking about this recently, and she was like, it's just all the old white people. When they all die... It's, it's a lot of that old mindset. Not that there aren't, you know, unfortunately it trickles down through the generations. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. how obviously future generations end up being the way. Because hate is taught. Mm-hmm. Like you don't grow, you don't, you're not born with hate in your heart. Yeah. Especially not for like a specific race or gender or anything like that. Um, you're taught that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when that older generation finally dies out, yes, you will still have those bad apples who were taught right. this is how it's supposed to be. But, um... It's unfortunate because, but it's a very true fact for a lot of black people because, number one, just how America was built on racism and Mm -hmm. the hundreds and hundreds of years that we've seen racism and discrimination and how black people have been treated. It's normal to kind of be like, I'm on edge. Like, I don't know. And it wasn't that long ago when you really think about it. It wasn't that long ago at all. Like, I was actually just doing, um, I'm taking a history class and we're going through different like subgroups and right now we're talking about um kind of like black history mm-hmm. um but specific to like um mass incarceration the war on drugs um things like that but i was reading in one of my articles that like between and i can't remember the exact dates but it was up to 1968 and it was talking about lynchings and i'm like 1968 yeah, was crazy. not long ago at all. At all. That's mind-boggling. My grandmother was like 17, yeah. 18. That's wild. <laughs> but like, you know, when you have that history and that you still see, you know, and it's always like, of course, the loud people that have to, you know, make everyone else look bad. So you see the videos of the quote-unquote Karens and the people who do have these mindsets. And it's easy to attribute that to, oh, that's just how the mass of them are. They're all just evil Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. devils. And I can can see how that is viewed Mm -hmm. because, you know, when you're on social media and you see these crazy videos and you see how people are treated or when you see um, the police, you know, targeting black people, um, especially, like, unarmed black men and things like that, like... I can understand how someone's anxious and, and just almost like anticipating on you being just like the rest of them are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that's valid, but I'm glad that you've had those experiences to be like, oh, hey, wait, maybe I don't have to feel like this every time. You know, mm-hmm. always obviously <laughs> be aware. Right, for But sure. like, I don't have to necessarily be nervous. Yeah, and I don't have to avoid these situations. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to go buy fireworks. You, you're. It's okay to be here. Um, yeah. Even with like living situations, like the the areas that we'll talk about that we want to live mm-hmm. in. My husband always picks what I would describe as the whitest area you can find, and I'm like, I don't personally. I would never live there. Yeah. I don't want to be somewhere that I'm not wanted. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how am I to assume automatically that I'm not wanted there? Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. There's a very big possibility that they don't want you there. There's another possibility that your neighbors will be amazing. You yeah. know, and so it's like, yeah. I always tend to think like I need to be somewhere where it's more neutral. I can't mm-hmm. go and yeah. be the the only pepper yeah. <laughs> in a sea of salt. <laughs> right. So, you know, but I am slowly but surely trying to work on that because those are the situations where I feel the most. A lot of social anxiety. anxiety still. And that's what I meant, too, when I said, like, um, it's situations where it's, like, older white men mm, and okay. I'm just the only black girl or yeah. just older, especially, I would say, older white people. When yeah. it's younger white people, I'm more comfortable. But if uh-huh. I'm around 
and I want to say maybe other races too, but more so older white people, I feel very out of place. And that's mm-hmm. one of the places where I don't feel comfortable and free to be myself. That is a place where I'm probably not going to talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get anxious if you ask me to speak. Because yeah. I think for some reason in my mind, I'm being judged. Okay. And there's an ex- expectation yeah. for me to be ghetto or something I don't know or, or not be able to speak properly or be able to hold yeah. a conversation or they sometimes do that thing where like they start talking I, I remember I was at a Best Buy one time and we were in line and this guy he just started talking so weird like using all this slang like that it just didn't feel like yeah. that was his normal and I'm like do I sound like that? Are you trying to sound like me? Do, do, I, do you think I sound like that? <laughs> like, like what is going rid- on? Like, I, I should have been like, you sound ridiculous. But no, I would have never done that. But though it's stuff like that. But then again, it comes back to they're the one being weird. Right. Not Like, me. you're weird. <laughs> and I'm just going to deal with the fact that you're weird. Yeah. Not that I'm being weird. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to be normal yeah, in that I situation. Seen, I seen a simulation on TikTok, and it was so stupid. But this guy was trying to teach you how to not be socially anxious. And so he has a... Uh, um, a water bottle trick that he does uh-huh. where he'll go to hand someone a water bottle with the lid loose and so that they will drop it and it spills and now they're awkward and you took it off of you i'm like Aww. that is horrible don't do that to me because i'll go freak. home crying and Can be in a corner and never come out the house again you better pick the right person to oh do my that. god even just watching the video and the water bottle hitting the ground and the water splashing and it looking like it's my fault because you intentionally didn't put the lid on, you know what to, I mean? To like, make it be my fault. I yeah. had one time, which obviously she wasn't doing this to make me socially awkward. She did this just because she was a jerk. <laughs> but um, I was at, so this obviously was a long time ago because this was at rallies. Uh, I was at rallies and I was getting food. And this lady was, the customer service was trash. Mm. But I'm like, whatever. I was like, come and get my food and go. Um, and I get to the window to pay and she on her cell phone just talking and talking. And I'm just sitting at the window, like, <laughs> looking at her. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because they still have my food. And I don't know what they're going to do, even though I can see my bag right there. But I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and be patient. She just on her cell phone chit-chatting. I'm just looking, looking, looking. And I could tell that she probably knew I was annoyed just by the look on my, my face. Like, come on, just take my money and get my food. She literally just takes her hand out and goes like this Ooh. with my change. And completely, like, doesn't even look at my hand because completely misses my hand. And then she looks at me like I'm the one that's weird. Like, she looked at me like, and I look, and, and I was, I was a jerk. I was like, you can keep the change. Because it was on the ground. Yeah. I'm, I'm about not... to get out of my car and get that measly change. You can keep the change. Yeah. That's, see, and there's people like that that do stuff intentionally that try, and again, that's what helps me overcome it. It's like, that's them, not me. Yeah. But it made me think about, like, how some people... I know my brother dealt with this. I'm mm-hmm. sure he wouldn't mind me sharing it. But he couldn't order fast food. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some people who are that type of socially anxious. I am slightly. Really? Slightly. Um, one, because I don't go out to eat mm-hmm. very often. Especially if it's, like, fast food. That's, like, an extreme rarity mm-hmm. uh, for me. So, you know, people who eat out often, um, typically they know what they want. Oh, I'm going to get number 12. I'm going to get that. Like, I I have no idea what that is. Like, I don't know. I don't (laughs) even know what you guys have on the menu. Like, that's that's when I get a little anxious because sometimes, and not on, like, so like Dunkin'. Mm -hmm. Dunkin's one that I'll go to occasionally and get, like, a coffee and a donut. I usually have my standard, what I know what I like. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, let me just switch Mm -hmm. it up. And they don't have every flavor on their menu unless you go in and look. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there like, uh, uh, do you guys have a drink that has, like, cinnamon and, like, and then I start sounding weird. But I'm like, (laughs) I don't know because I don't do it often. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, and then you kind of have this sense of, especially, like, at fast food, the sense of urgency. (sighs) Because they're like, okay, you can go ahead whenever you're ready. And then I'm like, okay, can you hold on? And then it's just quiet. And they get, and and they get like, irritated. Yes. And they're like, hey, are, are, do you need help with anything? I'm like, uh. 
Uh, and then I just start ordering stuff because I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. Man, I don't know. yeah. We just had that happen, I think, Sunday when we went to grab food after church. Uh-huh. And um, Darshan was trying to do something with his mobile ordering thing or whatever. And so the guy asked, like, how can I help you? And he was like, oh, one moment, please. So it was probably like 30 seconds. And he was like, the guy was like, hello. I was like... It's oh. like they're, because it's fast food, they, they feel like you know what you want. And I'm like, I don't know what I want because I don't ever come here. I come yeah, here like, once a month. Yeah, give me a second. That is so rude. <laughs> he was like, hello. And Darshan ignored him, which made me feel awkward. Oh, good for him. I yeah, like, he ignored I him. I did. I said, I said, I was like, uh, one moment, you know, something like that. Yeah. But I just felt, Darshan was like, oh, good. I wasn't going to say nothing to him. He was going to just wait. <laughs> um, but... Another really awkward thing that a lot of people deal with is, like, the urgency of, like, when you go to the store and you shop to, like, get your receipt. Like, as soon as you're done with your transaction, do you ever feel, like, the pressure that you need to hurry up and put your wallet back in your purse and move and, and get out of the way? And then you start fiddling and things are falling down. You're trying to put your change in your wallet and it starts falling down. And then you're trying to grab it and you're, like, everyone's looking at you and I'm like, I just got to get my card out of here. I yeah. It's like, what is that? Why do we feel like now that you have our money and we have our stuff, we got to get out of the way and go for the I next person? I think it's because... You have people behind you. Like if, if I don't yeah. have people behind me, I don't care. I'm yeah. taking my time. I'm getting my stuff. And I might even chit chat with the mm-hmm. cashier if mm-hmm. I'm at a cashier station. Like, and that's it. But when people are behind me, or if it's a long line, I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta yeah. Go. Like everyone's gonna be looking at me like, oh, you gotta be that person. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I don't care about that anymore. Yeah. As long as I'm, I'm not gonna be disrespectful and stand there and talk or mm-hmm. anything like that. But what I am gonna do is make sure because I know me and I've had too many experiences of leaving my keys or losing my card. I just mm-hmm. lost my card at the gas station and you know. <laughs> but I still have to be very mindful so I cannot allow myself to sit there and be trying to rush and I need to make sure I put my card in my wallet my wallet (laughs) in my purse you know what I mean I have to take my time so I've I've gotten past that but it's just like certain things like that that all of us just kind of deal with like those little minor social anxiety things I feel like too and obviously this is different for everyone and like some people have social anxiety in certain settings. Some people have it more extreme than others. But, like, like ways to kind of cope with social anxiety. Um, obviously, I've always said this before many times, an advocate for therapy. Um, and therapy is a great way mm-hmm. to um, Definitely help. Definitely helped me a lot. Um, and it helps you in different ways. Um, one, talk therapy is... I, I always advocate for talk therapy. Like, there's mm-hmm. different therapy... Um, there's different ways to go about when it comes to therapy. Um, personally, for me, uh, CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy, talk therapy is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great for um, social anxiety because you can talk through these situations yeah. and kind of, one, come to the root of what is it that's really bothering you that makes you this way. Um, I think in like extreme cases where people not just have social anxiety, but have like an underlying like um, anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. So sometimes those people have just anxiety in other areas mm-hmm. of their life. Um, medications can be. And I always like to try to tell people to go through different aspects before you just jump onto medication because some doctors yeah. can be like really medication happy. And I think if you try different therapies and they're just not helping you, that's like the next step up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I shared earlier about like me just telling myself like, they're just people. Like, just talk. It's like talking myself down. Like, mm-hmm. stop being nervous. You can just be yourself. Be normal. Like, who you really are. I think when I'm true to myself is when I feel most comfortable. Mm-hmm. If I try to portray as if I'm trying to fit in with people that I'm not really, like, have knowledge about, I'm going to be naturally awkward because I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will literally, at this point now in my age, and, and it took a lot to get me here, but someone will use a word, I don't know, I'd be like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and before, I used to feel stupid because it's like, oh, you're stupid. Why oh, don't yeah, you know I'm that asking. word? Now I'll ask, like, what is that? Or, like, if I'm reading something, I'm going to Google it because I don't know what that means. And I'm not going to pretend I know what it means because mm-hmm. I might respond in a way that you're like, what are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, <laughs> And that reminds me of another common one <laughs> where, like, <laughs> have you ever, like, pretended to hear what somebody said oh, and then you didn't I, hear yes. it? It's, like, it's yes. so awkward. I, I have done why. that many times Mm -hmm. and I think one time I did it like at a very like bad time because usually what happens (laughs) is if I don't know what you said Mm -hmm. I'll just be like okay yeah like something like that something very standard Mm -hmm. like okay uh uh-huh like like 
I want you to know I'm listening to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm nodding. I'm looking at you. I'm I'm saying okay. Mm-hmm. I'm letting you know I hear you. Mm-hmm. But this the way after I did, they looked at me like kind of confused. They, it was like they asked you a question. Yeah, and, you didn't and I didn't say it, and I was just like, and but they didn't. I think they were probably awkward too because they didn't like re-ask. Mm-hmm. But you could tell like I didn't respond in the way that they they expected. And after that, I thought about it over and over again. Like, what could they have said to me? Like, why didn't I just say something? Like, why didn't I just be like? But one thing that I'm bad at is um, I am not good at really thick, heavy accents, especially mm-hmm. Indian accents. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been a struggle. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I struggle mm-hmm. so bad deciphering it but i do mm-hmm. and i'm the type of person that if i've asked you once or twice to repeat yourself and i still can't understand you i'm just gonna i'm just gonna nod mm-hmm. at that point because i feel i feel awkward of asking you to continually repeat yeah yourself. i agree i feel that now way i too. feel like you're like bro why don't you understand what i'm saying and i'm yeah. like i just don't understand what you're See, saying i'm that way too but more so not with the um language barriers because i feel like with the language barriers there's a mutual understanding that this mm-hmm. is a struggle for both of us mm-hmm. and so i will ask and i'll say like i'm very sorry i don't understand could you mm-hmm. repeat it for me please um because i just feel like they go through like working in insurance we already make it extremely difficult, you know what I mean, for mm-hmm. everybody to get anything. And a lot of yeah. them don't know. They're not from here. They don't speak well English. And people just get so frustrated with them. And they're so rude to them sometimes. So I try to just make it less awkward as possible. And I'm just like, I'm sorry I didn't understand. Could you mm-hmm. repeat it? Could you spell it out for yeah. me? And it may take a while. But I think they appreciate it more that you took the time to get through it with them. Than to just be like, Than to just okay. be like, yeah, but because I'm going to do that with somebody that, who I don't have a language barrier with. I'm just going to look at them and be like, because mm-hmm. then I feel awkward about, yeah. which I don't know. That actually just happened with me and you when we was at an event recently. Yeah, but then I, I felt ridiculous. So I just asked you again what you said because uh-huh. <laughs> you said something to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I heard like the first half of it. So I was just nodding along. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing you said, I did not understand and I nodded. But I knew whatever it was, I could tell it changed the trajectory of what you were saying before. Yeah. So after I nodded and said, mm-hmm, I was like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> and then you repeated it. And I'm like, don't be weird. Like, just That's ask again. Good. So, but I feel like I could do that because it was you. Right. I don't know. <laughs> you could do that with just anyone else. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, but yeah. That, we have to get out of our head. We have to. Got to get out of your head. <laughs> we we got making progress, though. We, we are making progress. We are becoming pretty social. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, we've been doing things that we... Like, if you think about our friendship from the very beginning, uh-huh. like, it's been almost 10 years. Uh-huh. And I would say the first eight, we were, like, in a bubble. Weird. Having wine and pizza and maybe going out to eat here and there. But, mm-hmm. like, we weren't going to no events. No, not at all. Like, not and we didn't been to, I don't even know how many events within the last year. A lot. Yeah. We've been to a lot. So, we're getting better. Yeah. And that's, like, a personal goal for me, too, mm-hmm. is, like, there are times when, I think I've said this on at least a previous episode, and I've talked to you about this before, but there are times where, although I love going to events with Nikki and, and hanging out, um, I do oftentimes use Nikki as a crutch because, like I said, mm-hmm. she can talk and talk and talk and talk. And although that's coming from a place of, like you said, just trying to fill that empty space and feeling like you have to talk so it's not awkward, um, I would just awkwardly be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like a crutch because I know, oh, Nikki's going to talk. like, And I'm just going to not. But when we've got been in situations, I know we mentioned it on one of our episodes this year. I think it was the collaborative one that we talked about um, the event we went to and we had to split up mm-hmm. and it forced me to have to actually talk to people. And it was so <laughs> funny because the table that I went to, I had no idea any of these people, not mm-hmm. one person. And I could also tell their body language that they were also, I don't want to say socially awkward Mm -hmm. but that they were also not like super open people that were just Mm -hmm. like hey guys and when we were in our circles i was the first person on both of our conversations to start up the conversation i wish i could have seen that i like like, it's so hard to vision (laughs) no i know but i felt amazing about it because i'm like wait this is not hard 
I literally was just like the first conversation. I was like, hey guys, my name's Gabby. And um, I'm, I'm new here, never been here before. And um, I feel like, because they were asking us questions and us to discuss at, discuss at the table. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is how I feel about the situation. Um, and I, I said my thing. And then everyone else started talking afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is not hard. Yeah. It's yeah. really not. Because you think about it. I mean, like, like we said in the beginning, how many people are out here just like, oh, I don't care. I'll talk to anyone. And there are people like that. Yeah. And even those people, they're not out to be mean or nasty. They're out to get to know people. So it's like mm-hmm. just having a conversation. So when you are in group settings um, and everybody's having a conversation and you feel a little anxious, you feel a little nervous, do you have things in your mind that you want to say, but yes. but you, you, you freeze yes. up and you can't say like, them? <laughs> like, not only do I freeze up and not say them, but it's just, like, I think to myself, when is the best time? Because sometimes when you're in a big setting and everyone's talking, mm-hmm. I never know how to jump in at mm. the right time because <sighs> this is something else that I deal with that I don't know. I've been better with this, but um, specifically to like a situation where you're in a group setting and people mm-hmm. are talking and then you get ready to say something, you're starting to say something and someone goes over you and then you're just kind of like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> That's the worst thing because you're like, oh, okay, my thing doesn't matter. So I'm going to be quiet I again. I hate that so much and not only do I hate that, but I hate, well, I don't feel like that happens to me that mm-hmm. much because I, I know how to insert myself. I yeah. feel like I more have to tell myself to shut up. Mm-hmm. But when I see it happen to people who I know are already nervous about mm-hmm. speaking, if I see you getting ready to say something and somebody cut you off, I'm like, yeah. Can you not? Did you not hear her talking? Now she's not going to talk. Yeah, that's, and that's exactly how I've been in those situations where, like, I'm getting ready to say something or I've get, gotten a couple words out and then someone starts talking again and then everyone's attention to that person. And I'm just like, okay, this, and this, I don't is, like this is exactly that. what I played in my mind of why I shouldn't talk because yeah. no one wants to hear me. And then it goes down the rabbit hole of all these things about mm-hmm. me. Yeah, you can't, you have, we have, and that is, uh, everybody has to take their part of it and say, like, yeah. well, I'm not going to cut people off. Or we just got to say, like I when that happens to me I don't stop talking if I was speaking and you start speaking too I'm not gonna stop speaking and it puts them on alert that oh my god I just tried to cut Mm -hmm. her off yeah and they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then no yeah. way. You know right. what I mean? Sometimes they just aren't always aware. But I would try that yeah. if you can. Like, if, if if you're speaking first and somebody starts talking, unless they just overly, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to get loud. Be, right. <laughs> right. Like, you know, but, you know. I make, said. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was saying. Make it even more awkward than what it already is. Right. Did. Like, dang. <laughs> right. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And, and I'm curious to know, you know. If you guys deal with social anxiety, what level is on? Yeah. Do you feel awkward? Or, or are y'all just cool as a cucumber, you know, and you I don't worry about these things? I know some of you will be, because at least the people that I know that watch, there's a few people that I'm like, y'all seem like y'all just be like, I'll talk to whoever about whatever and anything. And in my mind, I'm like, I literally am on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I will sit up here and cry on camera. <laughs> Tell y'all our deepest, I will sit secrets. up here and talk to y'all for an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can do this in front of the camera, why can't I do it in front of people? Yeah. Like, especially if I know, like, you're someone who watches the podcast, and yeah. then I see you out in public, why am I not acting like, oh, my God, weird, 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 weird. Yeah. You see me talk. You've you heard me. me cry. You know You've heard some of my personality. Like, I think that's one of my things that kept me hidden for so long is, like, not knowing how people would take my personality because I can be goofy. I can be silly. I can say weird things, and people would be like, is she weird? Or is she? It's <laughs> like, I'm just being goofy. Mm-hmm. But, like, in my mind, I'm like, they're going to think I'm just weird. And now that I can be on a podcast and people can see a little bit of that, then it's kind of like, oh, now you guys kind of see Gabby. And, and I, I, I had people reach out to me before um, since we've done the podcast and be like, I love that you're opening up. I love that you're this and that. And I'm like, I like it too. <laughs> I just now have to do it in front of people. <laughs> yeah. And we definitely want to do live podcasts. Yes. You know, that one is day. On the so. list. That is on the list. We have, we just have 50 million things that we do. Yeah. And it's on the list. We, we just, we got to move things around in our lives to make it happen. Yeah. And it will. It will. And God's it will timing, sure. it'll happen. For so. Sure. Thank y'all so much for listening. This was a great episode. Cannot wait for the feedback. Make sure y'all subscribe to our channel. Make sure y'all leave a comment. Leave us a review if you have a few seconds. Yes, you got a few seconds. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Hit us up on Twitter. Email us if you want to. um, And you can hit us up on TikTok. All right. Bye. Bye.